and welcome to another episode of No Plans to Merge. I'm your host, Caleb Porzio. I am your other host, Daniel Colborn. How are we you? are the most famous podcasters on the internet. And today's yep, the episode is with the most is. Today's episode is brought to you by um, Bob and Brad. Bob and Brad coming most. in a close second for most famous <laughs> podcast hosts on the internet. <laughs> The world's most famous physical therapists on the internet. Uh, do you have, you, are Bob they physical Brad. therapists? Yeah. Oh, wait, they, are these those two dudes? Yeah, yeah, you've probably seen them. If I you've know ever who had, these guys like, are. Yeah, any yeah, pain yeah. in your body and one on YouTube. <laughs> they're the <laughs> if best, your body has, If your body has ever hurt, you know who these guys are. Yeah, and they're great. And whose body hasn't hurt? Like, they have the best vibe going. Yeah, no, Don't it they? seems extremely chill in that office. I love the way they, like, they, they're like, they have really, you know, like, they have this really sophisticated humor for just being, like, a physical therapy podcast, you know? I thought you were going to say they have, like, a really sophisticated, like, human mannequin behind them, which they also do. No, I, oh, did I say humor? I meant humorous. Yeah, um, yeah, a very sophisticated humorous. It's fully articulated. <laughs> yep. No, but they, oh, they always say like, uh, yeah, Bob, uh, you know, like Bob after every yeah, yeah, yeah. word, you know, like it's like Brad, car yeah, talk Brad. almost. No, Bob, Bob. <laughs> I don't know you, car you talk actually. Car talk? I, not really. <sighs> don't drive like my brother. Don't drive like my brother. I don't know. Uh, okay. Well, that's, oh. a, that's a hole in your knowledge. I have to fill you in quick on talking to my brother yesterday. Uh-huh. About his, um, his uh, camper van. So we're going to visit him <sighs> next week. Good, 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 good. I've been, I've been needing this in my life. So talk, talk about the camper van. Dude's burnt out on the camper van. Yeah, I bet. So Brock, poor Brock. Yeah, poor Brock. He, um, so I, I told him about that episode we did where we mm-hmm. talk about this camper van. He loved it, dude. Like loved it. So we're literally dying laughing because he just, I don't know. We were just both sitting there, like you know, on the Cause, phone. Because he hates the camper van. And, yeah. yeah, and he he was just laughing at the um, the camper van bomber. <laughs> He's uh-huh. like, it's the inevitable fate of every camper van project. I'm so close to driving it into a village square with no humans and bombing it. <laughs> it's very funny that he he's like totally totally he petered he out. Yeah. Uh, but dude's got like a week left to work if he pushed on it. He's gonna do yeah. it. I'm gonna help him when I go there, but good but it's very funny and i told him i would let you know that all the prophecies are being realized yeah that's good camper van (laughs) i forgot that was a good bit dude that was one of the best bits ever (laughs) it really was (laughs) i totally forgot that he remembered it like word for word he's like he's like and then honestly maybe aside from the bit maybe this is from reality like you finish the the cabinet and you open it and it doesn't open because there's a door in the way or something i don't know whatever right yeah, yeah, yeah. i don't know if that's from the bit or honestly because i've just been i talking feel like about that could have been from the bit me. i don't know that was the same episode with the rudolph bit i think uh that episode was bit <laughs> yeah, bit what, heavy what was the the rudolph bit was that they're, like, they're all fake friends yeah what what did you say like that like snaky well i don't yeah, know snakes snakes in the grass i forget i forget what oh, i said dude, that was good dude bit. you like you open the episode we should do a podcast about like all the good bits that we've previously done in our podcast. Dude, I wish we could have all the good bits, but like no mm-hmm. one's gonna listen through to get all get them all. You know, that's true, dude. I would love to do a clip show, but that's just impossible for us. Yeah, it's impossible. 
oh, we need to find someone who like kind of wants to listen through from the start who like never listened to it. Oh, good luck. And just we're be not like, like hey, famous enough to have that dedicated. Of no, fans. people do that. People do. And they tell me like, oh, yeah, they, I'm like I'm listening to it from the beginning. Somebody do okay, li- somebody those... listen from to 20 percent time beginning. That's crazy. all the way through. Yeah. That is a pr- person must be like a long haul trucker who's trying to become a programmer or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, and listening to the wrong podcast. Yeah. It's, like, <laughs> it's weird. They don't have any tips and tricks. <laughs> uh, Caleb, should we like switch to be like more of like a life hacks and tips and tricks type of podcast? You know? Yeah. Like tight content, you know, just super tight. Yeah. You know, no meanders, like no rabbit bits trails. Or like tasty yeah, yeah. treats or something. Bite size. Yeah tasty what is um, syntax um i think say tasty, tasty treats right tasty treats yeah all right caleb i got another tasty treat for you treat me up boom Ooh, caleb we have before on the oh. podcast <laughs> what have you done i just dropped it stuff it's fine i just love that okay go on daniel <sighs> would you drop i mean it's it's actually like a friend of mine's verizon router Oh, that, that, those things are built like a Brit shit house. Brit shit house. Like yeah, um, <laughs> a Brit shit house. Um, what did you say? Caleb. Did you try to say a brick house? I was trying to say a brick shit house. Okay. I, but I said a Brit shit house. Right, okay. Um, I heard like a Caleb. British shit house. Yeah, which <laughs> they're very sophisticated. Um, Caleb, before on the podcast, we have talked about knots <gasps> and tying knots. Dude, I just had Hannah watch a 15-minute bowling video. Okay. yesterday how's how can you make a 15 minute bowling video that's that's the question man dude you should see this video at some point it's is there 15 minutes worth of shit to say about a bowling? no no it's an ex-marine turned uh-huh. youtuber doesn't have a lot of subscribers because he mm-hmm. makes 15 minute videos about a bo- <laughs> the very bowling. simple topics dude i could talk for days about knots i have a bunch of new evolved like opinions on them but go on okay i've I've been learning some knots. Oh, great. Um, I've been hammock camping. Oh, yeah, nice. And hammock camping demands certain knots. Yes, it does. Dude, um, I literally went camping all week mm-hmm. and did hammock knots. So this is timely. Did you use a hammock when you camped? No, I didn't like sleep okay. in the hammock, but I like set it up and like knotted it up. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So here is, here's my evolution as a knot person great. over the course of uh, two camping trips, right? Yeah. First one, I went, I hung the hammock up fine, but I needed a ridge line for my tarp. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And uh, I just, like, I just like tied an overhand knot to one tree. Oh, boy. And then I just kind of like pulled it as tight as I could and kind of yeah. looped it around the other tree and tied another overhand knot. And there's it no sucked. way you got it undone. It sucked. I didn't like it. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I was going camping again and I was like, this time I am going to know the right ridge line knots. Nice. And this got me into, there are a lot of different opinions on what the right ridgeline knots mm, are. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of different ways to do it, right? Mm-hmm. So last trip, what I did was a clove hitch on the one tree. Um, hey, fun listeners, ridgeline is like, if it's not totally obvious, you got your hammock hanging from two trees. Yep. The ridgeline is the, the line you tie Above, above your, your hammock, hammock that's just like a really tight line that you drape a tarp over or whatever sort of like rain fly you got going on yep and then i've got a bug net too so the bug net also clips to the ridge line nice. to like keep it out of your face yep okay go on. um anyway so i tied a clove hitch on the one tree word 
So that's just like my, it's connected to this tree and it's okay. not going to come undone. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I tied a taut line hitch to the nice. other tree. But now I've learned a trucker's hitch. Yeah. Get that mechanical um, advantage going. Yeah. So next time it's going to be a trucker's hitch. Yeah, dude. But, but last time was a taut line hitch and that was pretty good in and of itself. Dude, trucker's hitch for everything that needs to be like really Tight. taut. Yeah. 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 It's so cool. Dude. So here's the thing that I really wanted. Here's what I want. What, when's what the I point want? where we like where I break or someone breaks down the two knots for the audience in the basic form? Okay. Yeah. Just, go ahead. Just a quick thing. Is this good radio? Is explaining how to tie knots? Well, I'm not going to like explain like <laughs> like you go you come out of the rabbit comes out of the hole around the tree and back in the hole. <laughs> you know the that has been said on our podcast before okay great um so a taut line hitch is the kind of thing where like okay so if you tied a ridge line with this taut line hitch you could slide uh, you could basically it's it's a loop so you're tying a you're tying a loop around a tree yeah right yep but then the loop can slide like the point where the two ends connect in the loop yeah you can grab the knot and slide it and change the tension of the loop right but you can still put pressure on the line and the loop isn't going to collapse like a slip knot. Right. Yep. Um, so that's taut line hitch. Super cool knot. Love it a lot. I use it for tent stakes uh-huh. for like the lot, the guy lines. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they come with those plastic pieces. Yep. Yep. If yep. you don't have the plastic piece, like you draw a little, ta- you do a little taut line hitch and then you just leave it tied always on mm-hmm. the tent mm-hmm. guy lines. So anyway, the um, trucker's hitch that decal is talking about. The awesome thing about the trucker's hitch is you tie like a loop in the line then you go around the object you want to go around and then back through the loop where through you can the then pull the the like the tail end so you're so you have like mechanic so it's like a pulley it. basically yeah you're, you're making a, a little pulley, pulley in your rope yeah so you have like one and a half times mechanical advantage i think or something like that some mechanical advantage that's um, all i know so you can really like cinch the thing down you and then you just tie off thing. that that tag line um yeah yep i use that for like the lines to cinch my canoe to the car uh-huh. Um, cause you want those lines to be nice and tight, you know, the yeah, front yeah. Line. so you can use it if you're like in any situation where you would like need like a ratchet strap, exactly. you can use like a taut line hitch. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, so anyway, um, or, or sorry, you can use a trucker's hitch in those situations. Um, but yeah, that's, that's all Caleb. Like that's, these are the knots I, I know now. Oh, and then the, I had to, my friends, uh, my friend's ridge line was too short. So I, tied uh whatever the like right over left left over right thing to merge two pieces of rope together square knot? is it's not a square knot it's something else it's got a name a reef knot which is another name for a square knot i don't know the names of the where knots. you go like right over left like a you know like a normal like overhand knot kind of like right over uh-huh. left and then left over right on top of it yeah yeah and then you yeah, it's a square it down knot. okay this is square so i tie one of those i and then I also set up his thing also with tall hitch. Anyway, um, I'm learning some knots. I'm getting into knottage. Um, Quick tidbit on that, Decal. Yeah. Square knot is a great uh-huh. knot. It's an yeah. awesome knot. But it has like a pitfall in that mm-hmm. it can collapse on itself mm-hmm. and become a different knot. Um, so like, which is, so it's not actually a great knot for tying two strings together under load. Oh, um, okay. So that's why people use like a sheet bend. You probably, you came across the sheets bend or sheet bend or whatever. Um, I have seen some bends for doing the same thing. Yeah, There's a bunch of good like bends for doing that. Um, But Mm -hmm. yeah, dude, dude, 
knot theory is so much fun. Not like mathematical knot theory, but like mm-hmm. you can take a, a reef knot and like collapse it. And then you're mm-hmm. basically back to like, uh, like two half hitches or something. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. all, most of these knots are just like subtle variations of the other. And some of them can actually be the exact knot just in a different form, you know? Sure. So anyway. So, yeah. um, you know, the, uh, some people call it like a fist knot. It's also called something monkey else. monkey fist knot? No, no. It's, it's just basically like, it's like if you had like a small, like four inch loop of paracord. Okay. Right. And you were going to tie it onto another rope. Yep. To like hang something from. Oh, yeah. Like a prussic loop? Prussic loop. That's, yeah, yeah. Some people also call it like a fist knot. Okay. I don't know. Because it looks like a fist because it's got the four fingers. Yep. Um, so what I want, here's what I want, Caleb. I want something like a taut line hitch, okay. right? Where I have something that can slide up and down the thing. Yep. Right? But in the knot, coming out of the knot that slides. Yeah. I also want there to be a little loop. Yeah. Just like a, just a tiny little loop, right? Mm-hmm. Because I have on my, like, I have like the nice, like, Eno tarp and yeah. stuff for my hammock. The uh, dry fly and, rain tarp or the pro fly rain tarp? Pro fly. Pro fly. Um, you so anyway, the extra 10 those, um, that was just what they had at the store I went to. Great. Those on the, on the, like, uh, the lines that come with it, they have these nice little hooks. Okay. Right? Yep. And so what I would love is to be able to like use set my ridge line and then just use those hooks and just like wrap around the tree and loop into that thing and then cinch them in. Hmm. Well, you, you know have to run me through. So this. what I could do is just like tie some prussic loops onto my ridge line, right? And then just leave them there right. all the time and then just like move them accordingly. Yeah. But I was like, I bet I could get like double duty out of my taut line hitch loop. You and could this other thing. So, do the taut line hitch. And just mm-hmm. leave a tag end and tie a little loop in it. Yeah. That would accomplish your goal. Probably would. Right? Maybe. I don't know. I have to like be there setting it up before I like, because like there's multiple dependencies in this system and I feel like, mm. I feel like I'm missing something. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I don't anyway. fully understand the requirement. You can tell me if what you I would want. Like, what I would like to but do is have, have one, I would have, I would like to have one rope that, uh, mm that handles all of my business yeah out there and i think that's doable yeah i mean i think i think it is yeah yep because <laughs> um, because both my uh mosquito net and my tarp like kind of come with their own ridge line right 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 and i'm like this is stupid so i what i already have been done is like just like kind of not tied up the ridge line of one and just kind of tied it yeah. to the other one right um, but what I really want to do is like get a new stuff sack. Gotcha. And like keep my whole setup assembled. Yeah. So like, so all you have to do is wrap it around the tree hammock inside of, well, not you'd have to wrap it around the tree and then tie the ridge line. So you, you'd have to put the straps on the tree for the hammock. Right, right, right. Yeah. And then tie the ridge line for the top. But then everything's all attached and then to that ridge line. And then everything's all attached, zipped up. Yeah, You're already cool. encapsulated in the mosquito net. So anyway, that's that's the goal that I'm working towards. So like just everything fits in one stuff sack. And the way I stuff it, like the carabiners are at the top, mm-hmm. okay. you know? So I'll like drop the straps, hook the carabiner, pull it out, hook the other carabiner, and my thing's set up. Yeah. And I just need to tie two ridge lines that I'm set. Dude, that'd be dope. So yeah, that's the goal. And then what I, what I also want to do is like 
make sure so i'm going to use a trucker's hitch but i'm going to use the one that had that where like you tie it with like a loop in it so you can kind of just like yank the end and undo it quickly oh yeah yeah a slip so like slipped end or whatever, whatever yeah uh-huh. tie it slipped and yeah, yeah so anyway i want to like have both ends of my ridge line be like yankable to undo yep. dude that's it so bro. that so like my goal yeah. is to basically be able to like set up and break down in like a matter of like 45 seconds yeah you know what i'm saying yep Yep, that's good, man. Yep, I like it. Dude, fun with knots. Knots fun are so knots. much fun. Yeah. They're so much fun. Tying things it's slipped like, is a is like a superpower. Like yeah. I just tie everything slipped now. Like why wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. So you can just like uh-huh. like we we were we were throwing a party a few weeks ago or something mm-hmm. and tying up all sorts of stuff, balloons, streamers, uh banners, stuff like that. And you know, just instead of doing a normal overhand you just do, you know, whatever. You could do the same kind of overhand or whatever. Just tie a knot, but tie it with that slip at the end. Tie a little So then at the yeah. end, like it was just like, dunk, 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 and everything just yeah. comes off. Yeah, yeah, that's dope. Yeah, super nice. Can I say <sighs> uh-huh. that I, so the evolution in my knot tying um, opinions. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, when I came up in like scouts, brigade, mm-hmm. you know, stockader, mm-hmm. I did, you learn the bowl in, you learn the clove hitch. You learn mm-hmm. the square knot. I think those are mm-hmm. the basic ones that you learn. Same mm-hmm. with you? Did you learn those knots as a kid? I don't know that I, I feel like I like... So we were like not there every weekend. So I like missed some things. Okay. I feel you like I miss missed like unit. knots. Word. Okay. I actually... I have two theories here. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing. They teach you like... You learn the bowling. And honestly, mm-hmm. you're like, what's the big deal with this knot? Like, I don't understand. Like, it's kind of weird. It's hard to tie. It's the hardest one mm-hmm. to tie. And, and like, when, when kid, would I actually use this? Yeah. Like it, you just, it, yeah. Then. And why is this the first knot everyone teaches? Right. Yeah. So then years later, I got into knots on my own, as you do. Mm-hmm. And I found the enlightenment of the half hitch of like mm-hmm. specifically two half hitches, mm-hmm. which is essentially one half hitch away from a trucker's hitch. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just like the easiest knot to tie. It cinches down. It's easy to untie. You can mm-hmm. use it for like everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I got really into that. And really two half hitches is just a clove hitch around a running line. So like everything mm-hmm. is actually just a permutation of the clove hitch, all of those mm-hmm. family of knots. So I saw this enlightenment. I was like, why don't they teach knots, like learn the clove hitch and then use that knowledge to build off of and be like, now if you tie a clove hitch this way and this way, like all of it's mm-hmm. just a clove hitch, but you can accomplish everything you need. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm back to the bowling because... Mm-hmm of this simple thing which is so obvious but like if you want to hang a hammock around a tree you Mm -hmm. could tie two half hitches to to make that loop around the tree but Mm -hmm. what's a much better option is to tie a bowline in the end and then put the rope through it so see i think a clove hitch on the tree is better than oh oh and then put the rope through it so to like make like a tensioning exactly Yeah, yeah, yeah so to catch the the listener up who's not in our heads you got a piece of rope and you have a, a bowline is just a loop, a fixed loop. So it doesn't mm-hmm. adjust in size. It's a yeah, fixed loop. It doesn't bind. Yes. That can be crazy tight. You could like put tons of weight on it and it's very easy to untie no matter how much weight you have on it. So you have the loop at the end. You kind of like wrap the loop around the tree. You, well, you, the loops at the end, you wrap the whole rope around the tree and then you pull the rope through the loop and then, you know, cinch it down. Is that a good explanation mm-hmm. for the listener you think? Yeah, like if you had like a loop in the end of a rope, yep, you would run the entire length of of cord through the loop, 
so that you have like a little cinching noose on the end. Yeah. Yeah. And that cinching noose will be around the tree. So that way, the harder you pull, the tighter that will be. And then on the other hand, on the other end, you would tie a trucker's hitch, get your mechanical advantage so that you can cinch down super hard, which is just tightening both ends at that point. Yep. And you're in business. Yeah. Um, totally. So I use the bowl in for that, uh, mm-hmm. to tie it, you know, for, so basically once I unlocked that, I was like, oh my gosh, the bowl in is the best knot for basically everything because of how easy it is to untie. Yes. That's the reason it's so awesome. Yeah. yeah Cause you just kind of yep. like pop it, and it and you can tie it in, um, like you can tie it one handed. I can't. <laughs> I've seen people do it. I, I saw a whole video on how to tie a bowl in one handed. I haven't actually succeeded yet, but I believe I can learn it. You can tie it. Why is this important? You can tie it on a bite. Why did I need to do that to hang up this hammock? I don't remember why I need to do that. You can tie a bowl in on a bite. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's say your your length of cord is insanely big. Uh-huh. And you want to tie a bowl in and wrap it around the tree and whatever. Like, mm-hmm. let's just say that you don't have access to the other end, so you can't pull it through. Uh-huh. You know? You can just, a bite is just a folded over, you know, rope. So if you just like fold the rope and have this, you know, then you can tie a bowl in as if that was a single rope, but it's really a rope folded on itself. Mm -hmm. So you can just tie a bowl in, you know, like that. Uh Um, So you end up with two loops. You do end up with two loops. Yep. Yep. And there's all, yeah, there's other, you know, uses for that. Like those two loops, you can put your feet through and that can be like a makeshift, like, harness for rock climbing mm-hmm. or saving someone interesting interesting so it, if i was if i had like a bite that i needed to tie a single loop in i would yeah. just do like a figure eight there yeah same right? but dude okay. the figure eight on a bite is insanely difficult to untie if you if there's a ton of stress on it like oh, crazy difficult so i highly don't recommend it hmm. yeah that's dude i was into the figure eight bite loop and it bit me man just like just binds too hard bit by the bite yeah it's bit by the bite bro okay so that's first thing last thing on knots here dan cole mm-hmm. you got one more thing on knots. when they teach knots in the school mm-hmm. systems which they don't and they should but when they mm-hmm. teach them in scouts you learn the prescribed knots those three knots mm-hmm. i told you and then you go to the camp barama thing and you compete basically like mm-hmm. you have to tie them all and know how mm-hmm. to tie them all and then get in knot competition yeah competitive knots Right. So here's the silly thing. That just teaches you how to memorize a knot. Yeah. There should be... Doesn't teach you theory. Even that. There should be... Oh, like, there should be like a, a course where it's like... It should be like, sec- here's a weight that you have to... You have a rope and a big stone. No, there should be like 50 of these things, Caleb. Here's okay. the... I want to do this, Caleb. Okay, give it to me. Oh, my God. So, okay. So you walk in. You've got a knife... And like a bundle of paracord. Okay. Right? Like a bundle of like 550 paracord. Yep. You like walk into a, a course you haven't seen before. Okay. Right? Yep. And the course it's like um, suspend this five gallon bucket of concrete from this tree branch. Yeah. And then over here it's like um, create a line and hang these four kettlebells from that line. Yep. Um, and then over here it's like uh, like tow this wagon full of bricks behind a bike for 50 yards yep you know and that, it's like that's it's exactly like, what i'm looking for it's like 10 different applications and like you have like a limited amount of times so you would have to kind of like choose which one you were going to spend the most time on you know but it's like and you have to untie like, 
everyone and then at the end you, you have to untie everything yeah yeah yep that's the thing and then, man and like ideally like you get scored on like the number of cuts you make right so like you it's like make as few cuts as possible in your cord well oh interesting so yeah, like that's... maintain like a single piece of paracord as long as you can interesting yep you know what i'm saying yeah yep i mean i i just think it should be practice focused it should be like why are we tying knots in the first place to accomplish a task well so why don't we put you know the subject under stress yeah so that they have to know the proper knot and they because when you're tying the bowl in at camp and whatnot you're just like why don't i just tie a freaking granny knot call it a day yeah and why yeah and like yeah what is this fucking knot for right if you don't know a knot tie a lot like yeah just do that but but how sick would that be dude wouldn't that be so mm-hmm. cool yeah it would be great it'd be a ton be of fun knots man that what a rush would be dope it is a rush caleb and it when you rush. get into fishing decoy you get it's really, all knots all the way down it's all knots and you get really into like you know because when you tie a knot in a fishing line you've cr- reduced the strength of that line by a lot and that means you'll lose mm-hmm. a fish so it's all bends well it's yeah, I mean, when you're tying two lines together, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Hitches when you're tying a line to, like a hook. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, just like doubling down on, I guess what it is, is when you're tying knots in paracord, you can get away with anything. We're right, but I know there are, like, certain knots are, like, known for not decreasing the strength of the line. Exactly, yeah. Yep. Right? Yep. And, like, bends specifically are, like... uh they lose the least amount of like line strength integrity. Um, yeah, I guess I think bend is just a classification for any knot that ties one line to another line. No, I think a bend is, isn't a bend like a situation where like the, the it's, it's based on like, uh, I can't use a visual aid cause then the listener won't listen. I thought a bend was just like, uh, where it was like, uh, friction based, um like the knots are actually or the lines are actually bent you know as opposed and so it's like you have like sort of lines like pulling against each other in the same direction oh um i don't think so because like a sheet that was that was just how i like interpreted it because like the few bends i've seen have all been have all had that property no i think it's more yeah it's hard to classify knots because it's just turning like cordage around each other around itself but right. I think so it's more classified by like how you use it like mm-hmm. a clove like a hitch is when you're hitching something to something else mm-hmm. when you're hitching a line to a fixed object and then a, a bend is when you're fixing a line to a line okay yeah but but yeah so anyway it's just fun that like if you tie an overhand knot or a, f- a bunch of overhand knots to tie two lines together or something it, you pull on it and it'll break like you have yeah. to learn knots that are optimized for that so or that won't slip you know that the fishing yeah. line won't slip out when you give it tension so oh, man what are we at we're at almost a half an hour of knots not talk welcome back to not talk um Fun with nuts what else do we got what else do we got uh alpine day videos are out for free go watch yeah. them what do you think about that you think i waited long I enough yeah i think it was perfect great it's like you were really there uh for the live reactions you know yeah for sure the live reaction emojis that's why you bought the ticket it's just like that thing when you know people are still buying tickets like you want to like wait a certain amount of time like after the last person buys a ticket to like maximize but like people still buy tickets Uh um but now it's like every other day 
That's so, weird. But then I'm like, okay, whatever. Somebody bought a ticket five minutes before it came out, and who cares? They didn't, yeah, but they, didn't. they supported the thing. It's fine. Yeah. Big support. Much love. Much love. Um, so those are out. Um, what else? What else do we got, Caleb? What's new in the world? Oh, we could talk about GitHub issues. I disabled GitHub issues on Alpine and Livewire. Oh, really? I did. Wild. Yep. Like the day after Alpine Day. How'd it go? Great. And this is why. Uh-huh. GitHub discussions. I just created a category called bugs. Uh-huh. And it's like, just go put them there. No issues and allowed anymore. Can you... So why? What? What is better? Um... I was trying to write a blog post about this, but I couldn't like pin down the fundamental problem. You know, mm-hmm. I have just a hard time communicating it. But the fundamental problem is that the maintainer, that it's a power dynamic between maintainers and the public. Mm-hmm. And the maintainer has the power to close and reopen issues. Right. So like the consumers want issues open and maintainers want them closed. And because mm-hmm. of that simple dynamic, they're broken. They cause uh-huh. harm to everyone involved. And how is that not true of discussions about bugs? You can't open and close them. Really? They're just open. There's no close. Okay. So there's that. That's the biggest fix. That in itself is totally justifies the change. Uh, but you, don't you lose some valuable uh, metadata there? Like what? Which is that that this issue has been fixed that this bug has been fixed so there you can answer an issue the the opener of the issue or the the opener of a discussion can award an answer to someone like stack overflow style yeah okay yep yep and just like stack overflow they can be upvoted so it's easy to prioritize they automatically prioritize interesting with where issues there's no real way of automatically prioritizing and you just want your issues number to go down and it just mm-hmm. keeps going up and you have to triage and it's a ton mm-hmm. of work on the main on the maintainer so so dude discussions have fixed it and there's this little like gamification thing in the left sidebar that shows like most helpful people of the week mm. and it's fun like you you want to be that person like you want to have the most answers you want to be the most helpful boy you want to be a good boy yeah that's true and then you get a treat i, I don't know about the treat yet i guess we'll see if github does that Oh, no, I was saying you should. Oh, I have to do that. Traits. Yeah, okay. you have to give people traits. Yeah. So, um, pretty dude. It's like it's been, it's like fixed, open source maintenance for me. Yeah. Right now. That's cool. It's so awesome. It's pretty cool. Um, what's the deal with the plugins that you announced during your keynote? Yeah, I got to put those out. You know. Yeah. I wanna. I wanna see and use them. So, yeah, I got to do that. Problem is, I've been camping and then I'm going to Denver next week. Yes, dude, that's my problem too. I can't, I can't do anything because I'm like camping and traveling all the time. So, maybe I'll put the X-Intersect out because it's like, dude, yeah, I don't know. I just want to do it when I have like a minute to, yeah. you know, definitely after I come back, I'll do it. Well, people are asking about it. I know. I know. I know you know. I'm just saying. Yeah. No, it's a good reminder. People are asking about it in, in a... At, to a level that I know that they're asking about it. Yeah, I guess like I wanted to get V3 kind of settled and it basically is, I, you know, I'm still like changing things and fixing bugs and stuff, but mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, just that needs to out, happen. Dude. I got to do it. Yeah, you already wrote it. Just stick it out there. Yeah, but it's not just stick it out there, decoy, you silly goose. What do you mean? 
It's write the documentation, put the no, documentation. Don't, don't do that yet. Just stick it out there. Don't They're tell me plugins. what to do, Daniel. Yeah, they're just plugins. They're just plugins. You're such a goose. Yeah. Well, I'm a goose who's right. Um, as soon as I put it out, I'm like locked in, you know, to the API or not. Nah. Yeah. Nah. Don't do it. Don't do this. Just call it X Persist Preview. I did think that I should. Well, whatever. Maybe I'll tag it as a beta. I don't know. Yeah. But I'm def. Yeah. I needed it today. I needed the persist today. Yeah. Because I put the a part. banner on the Alpine docs to like uh-huh. call out Alpine Day, the, the free videos. And I thought like, this is, you know, it's a nice, decent looking banner, but I should put an X on it that uses local storage and knows that you closed it. Like if you don't want to see it, you know? Correct. Yes. And I just didn't because I was like, oh, if I had X persist. I just did that if I with a modal. Dollar sign persist. This would be cake. I just did that with a modal, and the modal, the local storage key is called PP dismissed at, which always <laughs> makes me laugh. Did you make that? Well, it's progressive profiling okay. is the name of the, like, uh, modal. It's the progressive profiling modal. PP so, dismissed that? Yeah. So if you, when you, whenever you dismiss the progressive profiling modal, you set the PP dismissed at key in local storage. That's great. Oh, dismissed yeah. at. Yeah. That seemed funnier because it sounds like, like PP dismissed dat. Mm, PP dismissed dat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Right, like the little character named PP. PP don't like that. PP yeah. dismissed dat. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's funny. Yeah. N- anyway, uh, it's this modal's actually like been an annoyingly long process. Right. Um, not because it's like particularly hard, but just concerns, considerations, you know. I mean, there are concerns, yeah. There's concerns and considerations. There's a GraphQL endpoint. It's a whole thing. Um, love a good GraphQL endpoint. We all love a good GraphQL endpoint, dude. Do um, you think? Do you think GraphQL is better than REST? Like, if, like, if you have any, like, GitHub's API, there's the REST version, and then there's the GraphQL version. Yeah, I have not really used GraphQL that much. So right when GraphQL came out, I became like the guy at Titan who was really interested in GraphQL. Yeah. And then when it became apparent that like it was not going to be a thing that people regularly used in Laravel. Yeah. I was just like, all right, abandon caring about this. Okay. And so I haven't kept up on all the like many changes in the Java or many like libraries that have come out in the JavaScript world to support it and stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's cool. If you could do it's definitely cool. Like a where statement with, GraphQL or like a yeah like a if you could do a where statement I, I would be it would be a different story for me but I feel like it's really close like why not if you could do a where statement you know if I could like filter the endpoint or whatever yeah if I, if I could in my GraphQL query like you pass in those parameters and stuff like I know that you can implement you could make your own offering mm-hmm. but like as Per like standard GraphQL, there's no built-in like where this field is this, mm-hmm. or where this uh, where ID is greater than this. Like that would be really great. Yeah, I don't know. This is like a weird situation where like the backend is a Symphony app that I don't have any control over. So I'm not. I'm only just like they're just giving me endpoints and saying like pull this in word to the React app. Okay. Dude. Um. But yeah, it's interesting. It's always interesting. Um. What uh? 
what has the uh v3 lifestyle post alpine day been like good man i've been like dude after those the issue thing after that disappeared Mm -hmm. smooth sailing life is good i now like any major problems you've learned about oh um i mean there's been major like not not major problems mostly the code base is basically the exact same as the day i launched it Mm -hmm. but uh i refactored the mutation observer stuff a little bit i had overlooked a few things and then there was like like safari 12 was broken because i used a question mark dot syntax you know um and didn't like transpile it okay back to something so safari 12 was broken so transistor fm up bumped up to v3 and then people started complaining that safari 12 was broken so so that interesting. was interesting the fix um yeah so that and then i'm trying to think there there's like there's been little stuff but nothing sweeping yeah no dude it's so good i feel like i've like landed on all the abstractions that needed to be landed on and it's yeah. all holding up like it feels so good to work on it it's so straightforward to me been seeing a lot of like plugins get built and stuff like that out in the world yeah because i mean yeah people are going nuts people are going ham dude go nuts go make some ham. plugins so yeah v3 life's been great um it's i mean i it's been a lot of like wind down from the conference like clean right, up right. after the conference and do all that stuff and then it's been a lot of it's been a lot of like marketing stuff you know yep all that marketing stuff all the all that yeah housekeeping stuff and then the making v3 work with um liveware was a whole project getting that launched what um, had to happen for it to work with liveware so every, you know liveware has dollar sign wire and entangle uh-huh um so if you use either of those things then yeah so like every part of liveware that's alpine aware had to be rewritten basically nice um um interesting yeah. tidbit for you about livewire yeah but um i was looking at uh the laravel framework uh dependence package on or packages on packages the other day okay uh you are probably three days away from getting onto the first page of uh <laughs> of packages that depend on laravel on packages interesting what is this tell me about this so if you go on packagist and Pack-a-gist. you go to la- laravel slash framework right so go to packagist we go to laravel slash framework and okay. you go to dependence on the right side we go to dependence okay you are the first thing on the second page and based on your rate of installs you definitely have the highest rate of installs of anything interesting you know? like like i have ziggy has like way more installs than you but like you get like five times as many installs a day as ziggy does so like you're you're closing the gap quickly ziggy's just existed for a long time huh. right yeah there's like and two so, and a half million installs yeah i think that's a, a half, lot two point know. almost 2.6 million and the first thing on the next page or on the first page or the last thing is this revisionable thing which only has two thousand stars so you're you're gonna pass them in a couple days Oh, interesting. Because you're getting like 10K installs a day. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And then the ones, dude, that's, dude, crazy. Ziggy is super high up there. That's so cool. Ziggy is massive. Dude, the package that you wrote is right on the first page of dependence. That's pretty cool, man. But it's only because, it's because like things use Ziggy as a dependence. Right. 
like Ziggy's popular with the right people who write who wrote things yep. that like now Ziggy is a dependency for like big things. Yep. But yeah. Um, and then there's all the ones that are like included in every Laravel install, like Laravel cores and telescope and Yeah. And collision is the number one. But collision, yeah. Yeah, uh, I think uh, Laravel uses it. Okay, gotcha. Pretty sure that it's Yeah, dude, fifty one million installs of collision. Insane. So if you're like if I look at a uh and like a brand new jet stream app and look at um composer.json so in yeah required dev is uh nuno maduro's collision um what else laravel sale is ziggy ziggy's in jet stream faker uh maybe it's like inside jet stream itself okay gotcha um if we look on jet stream do we see ziggy we don't okay ziggy's in something that or he wait, put out recently. I, yeah yeah, I don't know. But, um, yeah. but Livewire is. So yeah, anyway, you're you're definitely like set to climb your way halfway up this page in the next couple cool. months. Yeah. Yeah. Your rate your install rate is crazy. Like if you look at Ziggy's install rate, it's like I think it's like two or three K a day. How do you know and that? How do you know the rate? You're at like ten K a day. So you go to uh go to like uh Livewire's yep. page, right? Word. And then go to installs. Right okay. above dependence. Yep. And then you can hover huh, on any yeah. given day and it will tell you how many installs on that day. Interesting. So you're getting like right now like 9 to 10K a day. Cool, man. Installs. Yeah, this is uh, this is good. Yeah. It's uh, got some upward uh, trajectory here. What's daily installs per version? Per version. <laughs> <laughs> daily um, install per version. What did I like? Yeah, so you you can see like there's like you can see the point like in September where uh version two crossed version one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. What is that big day? There's like a one week spike where no one installed version two. Yeah, I must have like I don't know. I've broken had a tag few or faux pas with broken tags. Gotcha, gotcha. Um so it's probably just that. But yeah, yeah. I think I like I act sometimes. I've done this twice. I accidentally leave off the V uh-huh, in the tag uh-huh. name. Yeah, yeah, it's the worst. Um, yeah. So done some of that, but yeah, that's pretty cool, man. Packages just is sweet, dude. I have. I um, like just. I've found cool packages just doing this, like going to things that I like and being like, "What do they depend on?" And like yeah. go digging around and just like find. Like it's it's fun. It's like browsing Wikipedia or something, but right. for for or, um like github you ever just explore on github yeah but it's like button? i feel like it's like not actually as useful to me as this is hmm. because it's like you quickly end up in like like uh natural language processing frameworks in rust and i'm like great this right is not you, <laughs> you can scope it by language okay yeah, yeah that's yeah otherwise yeah there's some kind of crazy out there stuff or just stuff that's like you know like free code camp type thing right right or right. um yeah yeah uh livewire here's an interesting feature that mitch jim mm-hmm. texted me about uh he was just like hey what do you think about anonymous classes anonymous class livewire components directly in the routes file like just have like anonymous route, class livewire components colon colon get foo comma function or no new class extends component or whatever whoa what mitch and and just have it like right in there. Um, I mean, you could do it, but like, 
do you want to be a dirty bad boy? Because that's what you are if you do that. <laughs> yeah, I I actually think it would be way harder to like not worth it to implement. Yeah, I, but I would love like, it. And the only people who would do it are like dirty, nasty, bad, bad. Yeah, boys. I mean, I'm kind of, I'm kind of dirty yeah. and nasty. At yeah, times. yeah. Mm-mm. We don't like it. Yeah, yeah. We don't like it. Yeah, live. I'm gonna make a like my current roadmap is mm-hmm. like get Alpine plugins all settled and everything. Then do a big live wire push to like, um, yeah, just basically like really address all the problems that people have essentially try to make this version of live wire as good as possible. You know, you're going to make a um, mobile adapter for it. <laughs> uh, at some point, don't scoop me. I have dibs on that for five years. Um, just it's, kidding. Uh, scoop me away. It's- It'd be really cool. There's some uh, mobile apps that I would like to build with it. Do it, Daniel. You know, it can start as a community project. Once you start to build sponsorships from it, I'll just Sherlock it. Yeah, like if it becomes like successful and like you start to like, especially like if I like we're depending on it for any income to feed my to feed my family. Yeah, that'd be like a really good time for you to kind of come along and just implement your implement your own. Shut it down. Yeah, yeah, Sherlock that shit. Dude, this yeah, is like I'd love that. I'd love it if you would do that for me. <laughs> it's in the I mean, it's it's in the long-term <clears throat> vision. It's just uh, you know, got to figure out some other stuff. This Alpine yeah. rewrite is like a proof again to me that just like going slow and doing things at a pace where you can make them awesome is like the right thing to do. Yeah. You know. It was a good rewrite. Like now I feel amazing about Alpine. Yeah. And and you probably will for at least another year yeah i think i will for a I, will, dude i feel like i landed on some on like the final stuff dude hell yeah but you've thought that before about things i don't know i mean i have you love no, to rewrite things you love me. to rewrite don't, things just stop it you love rewriting things don't don't you dare you're only happy you hate writing <laughs> you hate writing maintenance code right dude livewire is like nothing but maintenance code like it has never been rewritten from day one. It will be. It will be eventually. It will be eventually. Dude, because when you rewrite, that's when mm-hmm. you, you know, where you uh, really like free yourself up to make the big changes that really move mountains, you know? Yeah. Well, and also I think the thing for you that you like is that like that's where you get to like see the universe and be like a creative programmer and have cool ideas and stuff, right? Yeah. Like, yep. And you're not working within the constraints of like, oh, but I need this to work with the way that I, I can't break this. this. I can't yeah. break like every single method that anybody could ever be possibly using in their yeah. thing. I like how you got bullied into putting XHTML back into Alpha. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that. I mean, I was happy <laughs> that to was do funny. it. Yeah, but I, you definitely got bullied. <laughs> I mean, this is pretty interesting. So like, here's here's my perspective. When I, when I slashed it, I, I went back and forth between like adding a ton of directives and then removing a ton of directives. And I landed on keeping, I was going to slash X if. Uh-huh. And I think there were a few other type things that I was going to slash. But then I was mm-hmm. like, all right, whatever. But I'll leave X to HTML out. Because I felt like it almost does nothing. Like it's so simple. But people use it. Now, I think that's the thing. The, that's the argument, right? Uh, yeah, I also like, didn't know that people used it as much as they did. It's like an unnecessary API break. It just makes, yeah. Uh, it makes people updating to V three like a little. I, I bit heard slower. the review, Daniel. Yeah, I heard what the people said. Okay. Yeah. 
So I just thought it was useless and nobody cared. And it is funny that like not many people mentioned much until like I was like showing off X effect, but like uh-huh. using XHTML. Well, I think that was people who it. hadn't switched yet. Oh, we're like, what are you doing, bro? Yeah, well, I think it was people who hadn't yet upgraded to V3. Gotcha. Which I think there's a lot of code bases out there that are still on V2 that are like going to be upgrading to V3 soon. Yeah. And you, when you're putting out tweets that are like, hey, your upgrade path is going to be a lot more of a pain in the ass because all those XHTMLs you have all over your app don't work. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Like, I I agree. Let me play devil's advocate here. I think XHTML should be there. I'm glad I Why don't, Well, you don't even it. need to be devil's advocate. I'll be myself. In this case, you are just the devil. I'm just yeah, the devil. But, yeah. I'm just the devil. All right. I am the devil himself. So, Daniel, mm-hmm. uh, this whole upgrade, making upgrades hard thing. Mm-hmm. You could do command shift F. No, no. A, you could just include the shim that I wrote in the upgrade guide. Mm-hmm. Which would be like eight lines of code copied and pasted into whatever JavaScript into your layout or into if you use a bundle, just put it in there. Does that B? I I hear myself here, but this is the way that I was thinking. Because <laughs> I know where you're headed here. The other thing is like Command Shift F, XHTML, and then mm-hmm. replace it with X with, Effect mm-hmm. dollar sign L dot inner HTML whatever. Yeah, so that is disgusting. <laughs> right it's all not as good as xhtml if you love and use xhtml all the time and in my mind nobody did just like five people, people do. i do everyone does yeah what do you mean where How do you use do you... it when you need to set the value when, of something. when's the last time you used it i'm gonna put your feet to the fire here well i haven't like written now i haven't like actually like, like used it but no no but, <laughs> but at, like at, i could see myself using it in we definitely use xhtml did you for what yeah for what? For just all sorts of shit. Like just what? like, like uh, full of it. no, no, like a like if you have like a span on something that is you know, it's like what, like a span tag. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't know what we used it for, but I know we used it. I don't know, man. I mean, I used Vue for years, and only once did I need you know V pre or whatever, which is the equivalent. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I just kind of thought that's how people used alpine was like oh like maybe you used this once because you needed it for some weird thing and like here's a way to make it work i'm on the i'm uh i'm on my new computer that doesn't have uh the internet project downloaded so i can't tell you where we used it okay okay (laughs) oh yeah this guy was fucking lying to us he's saying he used xhtml he definitely didn't use xhtml nobody uses xhtml here's what's going to happen after this episode chris is going to either tweet at us with multiple screenshots of where we used XHTML. Please do, or Chris. Chris I actually is going to tweet at it. us and be like a screenshot of his PHP Storm search, That's where it's going to say XHTML zero results. Yeah, one of those two is going to happen. I so. bet I'm gonna I'm gonna just go out on a limb and be like, you don't have it in there. I'm gonna guess we have it in there eight times. Okay, good. We got a spread here. So Chris, please tweet at us. So that's the other so thing. So what's the what's people, the over under then? What, what's just so we can set the betting odds for the people? Um I don't actually know how this works. Can you walk me through it? People so you, say you, that and I'm like I don't know how to do that. So you have like a spread, right? You okay. want to like beat beat the spread. So the spread would be like uh I, I don't actually know how this works either. But it's basically <laughs> <laughs> it's basically like okay, so if you're if you're what's if it's a like spread? A, 
if it's like uh your it's uh Lakers versus Celtics, right? Yep, okay. Um and the oh, Lakers the spread are, is the difference between the two scores. Yeah, the Lakers yep. are like way better and the Celtics are way worse, right? Yep. So to compensate for that, you don't want to just have it where it's like you'd bet on which team wins. Ah, you want to bet on the because spread. Because you want to bet on the spread. So like they'll they'll say there's like a 6-point spread or whatever. Okay. Yep. Um which means you need the Lakers to beat the spread, which means that they're going to oh. win by more than six points. Okay. And then if you want to beat the Celtics, they have to beat the spread. Gotcha. Okay. I think that's how that works. Yep. Cool. And what's the over? So it's like, a, it's like a handicap, but then there's like this area in the middle where if no one beats the spread, the bookies make extra money. Oh. Right? So like the bookies have more opportunities to win than oh, you do. Oh, yeah. So it's like you only win if your team beats the spread. Right. The bookie wins if the other team beats the spread or if no team beats the spread. Gotcha. So the bookies have two scenarios where they can win and you Dude, have only one. this is like one. stock abstractions, like betting abstractions, you know? Yeah. Well, I think that's generally like what the deal is with like being a bookie is you want to take situations where there's two possibilities and turn them into situations where there's three possibilities. Mm. And then Capture let the people... Two. Yeah, well, you just only let people capture the one. Right. And so then you have everything else. That's pretty cool. Um, um, what were you saying? I, I was, we're talking about X to HTML. Oh, so that's yeah, the thing that good. I was, the same like feet to the fire thing that I'm doing to you, I was doing to people mm-hmm. on Twitter. Like mm-hmm. not trying to be a dick, but the people who come out and are a little, like, a little bit, yeah, a little you know, bit explaining to me about, you know, the harms of breaking changes and how, and I'm like, and how like, oh, it's a really nice syntax, declared, whatever. And I'd be like, did you use it though? <laughs> Nobody did. Nobody no came back it. and said it was all like, well, you know, I sort of thought I might like, I don't know. It's like, well, I haven't mm-hmm. actually like used Alpine on a project lately. It's the same stuff you did. It's like, you're all coming at me, but who uses it? You know what I'm saying? Come on. That's <laughs> true. It's true. Who Give the people it? what they want. They wanted it back. We put it back. Now they're all happy. Yeah. You got bullied. That's fine. Yeah. We all get bullied sometimes, Caleb. But that's the thing. I, I, I totally approve of you calling. You got flogged in public. It's fine. You were putting stocks. People threw tomatoes at you. I approve of this framing of the situation. Yeah, but I do want to note that that in my mind, I was like, "This is good. Like, this is the you know the the people can speak and like yeah, it, it. No, I'm same, it, I'm saying it is good that they bullied you. Yeah, right. It's the equivalent of Taylor good. making the models directory. Yeah. Right, right, exactly. Like mm-hmm. he was like, "Why, what? Like I, I don't do this. Does anybody actually do this?" Yeah. And he asked me, and I was like, "No, man. I you put them in app. Like, don't do yeah. models." But everybody's like, "Models, do yeah. models." And so he's mm-hmm. like, "All right, well, the people have spoken. Fine, the people have spoken. You want it? You got it. You want it? You got it. Um, don't come crying to me about the extra five bytes it adds to the payload." Yeah. Mm. Um, it's cool though. I'm glad it. I'm glad it worked out for everybody. <laughs> um, here's a cool thing that uh, Chris made. Okay. Speaking of Chris, he made this thing called Medusa. It's. I think it's not Medusa. public. And I think it's like not available publicly. But he demoed it to me. I don't know how much I can. I. I, I guess it's not oh, like a Daniel. thing he's going to release. But he made a basically a front end. Um. WYSIWYG editor okay um that is so sick 
So you can basically just like mark anything. I forget the exact API for it, but you can like mark anything as like a Medusa thing. Um, like anything on your page is like editable with Medusa. Okay. And then he has like this crazy like sidebar that slides over and then like makes the request, updates the thing, then sends HTML over the wire back down and then updates the. So it's like, it's like a, you know, this like front end CMSs yep. where like if you wanted to change the title on the page. Yeah. Right. You would like click the title. Yep. Or you would click edit and like a little sidebar would slide over with all of the fields on the page that have been marked as like editable. Okay. Right. Yep. Um, and then you can, uh, you can just kind of like type in right there and edit and hit save and it makes the request, re-renders the blade template, grabs the chunk of HTML. Oh, cool. And then like HTML over the wire updates it. And, That's you know, awesome. Realistically, it should have been built with Livewire. It would have been easier, I think. But um, yeah, you could do that. It would do it by itself. Yeah. But anyway, it's really sick, and he's got like route model binding stuff with it too, where like you can like uh, have things like default to certain things based on route model binding. Like you can have a template that's extended that has Medusa, but then on each different page, the values that are stored. So there's like a Medusa edits table or something. Okay. Right. So like if I change the title on this page, mm-hmm. right? Um. So in it's in the template, right? It's like H1. This is the title of the page. Yeah. Right. But then I change it to like, hi, my name is Daniel. Right. Mm-hmm. There's not that the original title wasn't in the database anywhere. Right. So it's not like we can just go to the database and update it. Yeah. Right. So what we do is we in the Medusa edits table, we say like this chunk of HTML on this page at this route mm-hmm. was changed. Here's the Medusa edit for it. Right. Hmm. Like and so diff? then what? Like a diff? Uh. I don't exactly know what gets changed. I forget. But it's basically, it, it like stores the HTML okay. of like what should go there. Yeah. Right. And then it sends it back down the wire to you to like update live. Hmm. Um, but so now from now on, like when you load, a th- he has like a middleware. So it's like when you load a, um, a page, one of the things it does is checks whether like the temp, like when it compiles the blade templates. Right. Mm-hmm. So this ends up getting cached when the blade templates are compiled. Right. But like, when it compiles the blade templates, it's like, are there any like Medusa overrides that I need to implement here? Huh, I don't understand. Sure. So like say in your um say in your template, right, you have a sidebar, yep. right? And the title of the sidebar is sidebar, right? What do you mean the title of the sidebar? There's just a the little name an H one at the top of okay. the sidebar. A smell. That's a yep. sidebar, uh-huh. right? And you want that to be sidebar on every single page. Yeah. Right? So it's in the template. It's in the sidebar partial. Yeah. But on one single page, Mm -hmm. you want that to not say sidebar. You want it to instead say navigation. Okay. Right? For some reason. Yeah. And you want non-technical, non-programmer staff to be able to decide where and when that change needs to happen. Right? Like what pages need to say navigation, what pages need to say sidebar. Right? You've just got like editor staff who need to do this okay so the do you hear that no there's like a weird sound outside it sounded crazy so basically you would be able to like edit this string sidebar which is hard-coded into the template Uh uh-huh right edit this string and then it would store in the database that this string has been edited Wait, where am i editing the string 
with the Medusa side out slide out thing that he's introduced. Okay. Right. So there's like a little a little sidebar. So I just do it on the page I want to do it on. Yeah. You just do it on the page you want to do it on. Yep. And then that gets stored. That that edit has happened at this route with this specific one. Right. So now, anytime you load this page, if you're on the if you're on the route where the thing has changed, you'll get the changed version of the template. If you're not on the route where the thing has changed, you'll get the non-changed version of the template. Interesting. And how is so? It- the coolest thing about this, right, is you yeah. could use this. You could make a blog post template, right, that right. has a title and content, right. Yep. yep. And you could just, based on whatever route you go to the slug that you want to write at, yep. And then you just change the title and change the content, and then. It stores oh, that content in the database. So, like, you see what I'm saying? So, if I want to author a new blog post, it recognizes I'm on a dev environment or whatever, or it knows I have authorization to, to use Medusa. You can be in prod. Fine. Yeah. It knows Medusa's like knows I can use it. Mm-hmm. So, like, now I can click on anything that's Medusaable. Mm-hmm. So I like click on the title, I change it. When I make that change, Medusa's like, okay, like this is the route. Oh, when before I make the change, I change the slug to a different name, which is yep. just like a wild card in Laravel that uh-huh. just throws away the slug. It doesn't care. It's not like accessing a specific file. Correct. I'm just sort of training Medusa or telling Medusa, like, I'm making this change at this route. So next time the mm-hmm. person's on this route. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. So, yeah. It's pretty sick. So, like, there's like a million places. Like, we have this or we i don't even work there anymore but internatry has this big app right with like tons and tons and tons of support staff right and there's so many pages and some things are hard-coded into templates and some things are not you know and some things are like it's just the name of a button that would need to change you know yep and so you could just go through and make all of these random strings medusaable in fact he's thinking about making like a lang file integration where like anything that comes from a lang file is by default medusaable Hmm. right yep and then like you can make and you can also have things you can when you mark something as medusaable yep you can like mark it as global or local right so it, i think it defaults to local mm. which local means just on this bound. route yeah and then global is template bound so anywhere this template happens yep so anyway it's very cool um and so the stuff i was asking him about and pushing him on was like is there a way to like export all of these changes Right. So like now you have like now your templates are kind of out of sync with like what's getting shown on the site. Like it'd be cool if there was like a way to like Like in the blade template, it would say sidebar on it and you'd be on the page and it would say navigation. navigation. Right. It'd be so it'd be cool if there was a way to like every six months or so just like dump all dump the whole database and like update all those templates somehow. Hmm. You know. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Uh, I mean, it sounds like nifty. It is definitely nifty. I was thinking, nifty. like, it'd be so easy to, like, because I, I, like, need to make a blog right now. Yep. Um, and I was like, dude, I should just fucking make my blog with Medusa and be like, just, like, do that exact thing. Have a template with a title and a body and just, like, medusa a bowl them. Hmm. And, like, it's all just coming out of this. There's, like, one database table in the entire app, and it's, like, Medusa changes to templates. And then I could just, like, make any random page and make things medusa a bowl and just go to town. Hmm. It's crazy. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. It's uh, very intriguing, Dan Cole. Yeah, it's a weird idea. Yep. And it uh, could be great. Um, could yeah, be horrible. It's, def- 
it's it, yeah <laughs> no it's very Both. fun though but it's like a it's like a really weird idea like it's one of those things where it's like ah, i haven't like thought about this yeah no it's you know? cool i like it yeah it's weird daniel you have to make a blog daniel i was supposed to hold you to this years ago Caleb, i just haven't been in town no, i was supposed to weekend. hold you to this this was the thing Caleb, yeah, yeah, yeah no, no but I, like i've got the four art weeks now. ago though you're like five weeks the, ago oh you mean the blog post about yeah, the, the blog post uh, well i have to make the blog before i can make the blog post dan Caleb. cole yeah, that's You're me. You're being a bad boy. You told me to I yell at you. I ordered the art. So I ordered the, the art. I ordered the art. I got the art. I have the art now. Um, and now I, need a, now I need a weekend where I'm at home, which guess what, the, guess what it is right now? It's Friday, the start of a weekend where I'm not leaving town. So I will make a blog. So next, no plans to merge. Daniel has a, a blog. blog. Yeah. Oh, other thing, Caleb. So Daniel. on the uh, Alpine Day after show party. Yeah, but. I recruited a bunch of people to play pecking order. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yep. They, I got enough people. They're all in the tweet thread. We haven't started it yet, but I'm going to reach out to them today. Um, I'm saying this on the podcast because they probably listen. Um, I'm, right. I'm going to reach out to them today via Twitter and get them all into the No Plans to Merge Discord. And yep. then our good friend John Drexler is going to DM the game. Um, and it's going to be fun. It's going to be a blast. Do you want to play? Yeah. You can play. All right, yeah. you're in? I so I'm traveling next week. Is that an issue? Uh, no. So if you miss something, uh, it won't be great for you, but it, you can miss things and still be okay. Like I have like, had games where I was AFK two days in a row and okay. it was okay. You know? Yeah. But it requires like 20 minutes, 10 minutes a day of like messaging people and d- deciding who to vote for and doing it. Yeah. Is that, I mean, fine. if I'm, if I'm, you know, if it's not like, you know, I don't know how attentive I can be, but I want to do yeah, it. Yeah. So All right, cool. put me in coach. I'll put you in. So that means there'll be like 15 of us, which is like a big game, but a great game. Sweet. But we'll see how many of these people actually respond to the tweet. Okay. All right. Sick. So we're going to play pecking order. That's going to be really fun. Yeah, bud. Yeah, bud. Yeah, bud. Mitch. We were all in Figma yesterday, me and John and my friend Walter. Okay. And we were all like working on pecking order mock-ups and all this other stuff. It's really cool. Awesome. Yeah, I can't wait to play it. Yeah, it's a fun game. I love it. Mitch. You're talking about Mitch. He went uh, like doing something with some guy in the mountains somewhere. And and I guess this guy, like everything he says is like, like, um, oh, how do I do it? A lie? No. <laughs> everything he says is like, the the bud. So if you oh, were to say yeah, like, but, yeah, but be like, um, like, let's say like, oh, you hurt your knee. He'd, he'd be like, oh, you hurt your knee, bud. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how he would say it. <laughs> every, I guess like every sentence has that inflection and yeah. then bud at the end. So uh-huh. Mitch has been speaking like that and now it's like rubbed off on me. So my and it's favorite very is fun. the like, uh, is the, uh, like kind of like Persian dude calling you buddy, you know? like calling everybody buddy like i feel like in in baltimore i met like a lot of like middle eastern dudes who just called yeah. me buddy all the time yes, totally hey buddy you yeah. know yeah, oh, and yeah i just i love it like i i all i instantly feel like welcome <laughs> and like i feel like we have a warm relationship and i could tell you a secret yeah. you know yeah anyway it's great i like to be called buddy by strangers yeah some people don't like it some people want to say i'm not your buddy pal i used to get kind of bugged when people would when like older 
guys would call me Bud or something. Huh? I I just felt like you, oh, you just no, you just gotta say it back. But yeah, yeah, right. It's just <laughs> like, like it's like you're not sunning me right now. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm gonna you can call me Bud, but I'm gonna call you Bud right back. Yeah, like I'm my, dude, I'm my own funny. man. That's funny. That's literally the best thing. Is just call them Bud right back. Go yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have bud. a good day, Bud. Hey, you right, too, Bud. bud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's. Funny. I'm. I think I'm kind of like a douche in this way. Oh my god, <laughs> Caleb, did I tell you about my fast food problem? Yes. That how I, you don't my, think you're a dick to fast food people, yes. but others do. This is ruining my life, Caleb. Mm. I can't go anywhere because I've now told enough people about this that yeah. everyone is like constantly watching like, me to see if I'm being for a you dick. To just, if, like, when I throw the, the the pop back into the. I'm really not being mean, Caleb. I'm really not. Make it again. I'm. No, I like. I don't ask for anything special. I don't. I say thank you so much. I say please so much. Yeah, but it's like, yeah, thank you. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It's like people think that my tone is somehow dicky, but like, it's not. I'm like really like, I'm really not being a dick. Daniel, I want to believe you, but every, all of the evidence points to you being a huge dick to wait step. (laughs) I'm so extremely not being a dick. Um, Oh man. But anyway, um, I, uh. I just realized, so now I'm, like, second-guessing everything I do, right? Yeah. Um, And I was just about to say, like, I often, when I go into, a like, a convenience store or something, I always call the dude boss. And I was like, wait, am oh. I being a dick when I call the dude boss? Is that, like, a hey, dick boss. thing to do? Hey, what's up, boss? Who's up, boss? Yeah. Because it's always like, hey, boss, can I get a pack of Marble Reds in this Gatorade or whatever? You know? Funny. And, like, I don't know. It's now, a wait, confidence wait. thing. Is boss a condescension? You're coming in hot. Yeah. You're yeah, coming in hot. You know, Caleb, sometimes when you're confident, people people take your confidence as arrogance. Just but really, I'm, quote? I'm just incredibly confident with, at buying Gatorade. Like, I, I believe I have all the requisite skills to do this. Yeah, I know, Daniel. But, you know, when you buy Gatorade, there's a certain etiquette. There's a certain uh, posture you take when you're buying Gatorade. Um, <laughs> of, of like... Uh, you you want to become the student. Exactly. You're like, do I use the chip or <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so where do I tap? Like <laughs> just like just on it somewhere? Oh uh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like don't make eye contact, but like glance yeah. up and then glance back fast if they make eye contact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's wild. Wild yeah. wild Caleb. Yeah. What else should you do? Um like when they say do you want the receipt? Oh, what do you say? Oh, you want the receipt? Like, you no, say I'm hell good. no or something like that? No, I like, say no, nah, I'm good. Get that out of my face? You no, say, I just say no, I'm good. Okay. Like a dick though? <laughs> I don't know <laughs> how a dick would say it. <laughs> I just say no, nah, I'm good. Like I'm talking to anybody. <laughs> gotcha. Do you want to <sighs> donate a dollar to charity? No, nah, I'm nah, good. I'm good. <laughs> There it is. That's what people are talking about, Daniel. It's that I'm not donating the dollar. Do you want to round up your purchase today? No, nah, I'm good, dude. <laughs> yeah, I got a lot of... Yeah. Oh, man. Mm. I don't know. Anyway, sometime we got to hang out. We got to go through a drive-thru so that you can like... Because yeah. like, I trust your... You know, 
these other people these they're, other they're, they're weirdos i feel like you would give me an honest read on whether i was being a dick to the people at wendy's or whatever mm. you know i'd like to think that i that i would except it's the the uh, observer bias there's no way we could do this accurately unless i wait long enough for you to forget that you do this and hide it like a camera in your car well no because that's the problem is like even now even now they still think that like i'm aware that i do i'm aware that i'm constantly performing for whoever's in my car not being a dick and they still say i'm being a dick yeah okay the same you. guy is sitting right next to me we're going through the thing and he's like don't be a dick to these people and i'm like i'm never a dick watch me not be a dick and we come mm. out and now i don't know if he's fucking with me <laughs> no i want to believe you're not dick. it's it's the worst it's the worst i want to believe that this is an all-consuming problem i have no i get it um but yeah that is that what's your uh what are your weekend plans what are you doing you anything fun? oh Fishing? we got a wedding we got a visiting a grandparent or two yo caleb we should fish yeah How i'm we with fish you. uh psh. so i mean the, be- the best thing to do uh-huh is for you to come up here in the fall uh-huh and then we but fish can we camp and for fish? steelhead we could we yeah, I we mean, should camp and fish. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Okay. So we should find a good. Um, honestly, we should find a good place in Pennsylvania. Okay, PA. They PA have a lot it. of good, um, like spring-fed limestone streams that kind of like lot of central good PA. Fishing. Yep, like central me- PA. Me- Mechanicsburg. Yep, type of Mechanicsburg. Yeah. Yep, your Harrisburg. Oh, your, I love uh, Harrisburg. <laughs> so any of the bergs, yeah. any of the bergs around there. Um, yeah, man, that would be fun. That would be Camp a great fish, place dude. to to do like a backpack and fish type thing, or you know, yeah. whatever. Um, That'd be dope. I would love to do a backpack and fish to just like, you know, cruise on a trail and like uh-huh. fish all day. And, I've been uh, watching a lot of like through hike videos. Oh yeah, like yeah. The PCT, the AT, uh-huh. PCT, the AT, the other one, the, the other C- one, CDT, CBT, CBD, yeah. CBD. It doesn't do anything. It just makes you really calm. You watch uh, um, Darwin <laughs> on the trail? No. No. He's good. What's that? He's a classic. Okay. He's a big time through hiker, but he does these, uh, he does really good gear reviews. And the oh, best, nice. pro- so he's the, remember my, my world class business idea of creating the like crappy, the, the uh, crappy product gear reviews, reviews yeah, yeah. crappy gear reviews. That was driven by him because he does these reviews of like crazy stuff. But then um, he does these reviews of like, well, here's all the Walmart equivalents that actually work kind of well. Nice. Yep. Hell yeah. He uses like a smart it. water bottle as his water bottle. That's cool. So I took it's to probably lighter. That. He's like, it's, lighter it's, than a it's an ultra light water bottle. Yeah. It's perfect that it fits in a cup holder yeah. and in your pack and it's a full liter. So, so I started doing it. Just carry yeah. like three or four of those. Nice. You know? But yeah, dude, we should do that. That would be fantastic. That'd be vibey. But yeah, I mean, if you're looking to like catch fish, if we're looking to like guarantee fish, the best thing for you to do is come up here in November mm-hmm. and we'll go steelhead fishing, like right. basically in my backyard and it'll be just the best. But we should also backpack and fish other places or just car camp. And fish. I don't know. I went camping and I fished like a pond for a long time and it was awesome. So all of my recent camping has been like uh, unauthorized, low-key camping. 
yeah which yeah. is but like kind with of those big city. camo tarps that are uv that don't reflect uv and not that um, not that low with like you got like a machine like a gunner and at the entrance <laughs> but like it's just been like hey we're gonna be in this town overnight we don't need to sleep that much like let's not get a room let's just like yeah pull up uh by the railroad tracks and find like a little spot and set up um and every time i've been like man i wish that we were not so busy so that we could like hang out and vibe and camp more be more campy about this camping yeah right like make dinner on this fire or something right yeah and then I'm like, yeah, we should fucking catch some fish and then make a fire and then cook the fish on the fire. Yeah. That sounds very good. That's that's a goal of mine, yeah. I, I'm, I don't think I've ever done that. It seems very I achievable. I would love to, though. I mean, it does seem achievable. Um, yeah, depending. Yeah, it all depends. Sometimes catching fish is really hard and sometimes it's really easy. Yeah, so, it just depends. Well, you bring some backup beans. a lot beans. of things. Bring some backup beans just in case. Right, right. Some people do, like, they make, you know, YouTube, um, they're called, like, what's it called? Camp and Fish videos. or whatever. Yeah. Videos. They, people do vi- these videos where they, um, I forget what it's called, but they do, like, two two days mm-hmm. of bringing no food and just to, you know, they have to catch the fish. And they the have fish to fish. They, yeah. And it's, like, nice. if worse comes to worse, like, they didn't eat for, like, a night, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're fine. But. That's cool. Uh, but, yeah, it's pretty cool. Have you watched Alone, like the survival show? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, very good. Love me some Alone. It's all fish-based most of the time. Yeah, or limpets. Limpets, <laughs> limpets and <yeah>. seaweed <laughs> for that guy. Yeah. I was just talking to somebody about that. Oh, while you we were an, camping. Get an occasional moose. Oh, because we, uh, we woke up to like half of our food ripped apart and eaten. Because I was just like, you know, I'm usually pretty good about that. Mm-hmm. But we had it like zipped up in this canvasy like little thing I have. I'm mm-hmm. like, they're not going to get in that. No way. But they, got they did. They got in Should've it. Should have built the, a the platform between three trees. Yeah. That's why we started talking about that. It was like, because I, I, you know, you're rooting not alone. You're rooting for somebody to get like a big catch yeah, the whole yeah. time. And you're mm-hmm. disappointed for many seasons. Spoiler alert, friends. But eventually, somebody eventually finally someone kills a moose. gets a freaking moose. And it's this moment of like, oh my gosh, they beat the game. They can uh-huh. live forever. Yeah. Then and like what immediately you know? Wolverines, baby. Oh my gosh. It's like first, I'm gonna burn all my calories getting this thing back. Second, uh-huh. there's lots of things that want to eat this all around me that can also eat me. Third of which third thing is like I'm gonna separate all the fat from the meat. <laughs> yeah, it's and all put gonna it all rot in one place. If I don't, you know, properly dry it out. Yeah, the bucket mm-hmm. of fat that and then there's stolen. a bucket of fat with it gets stolen and the guy ends up going home i know my because gosh, he's starving dude. with 800 pounds of meat oh, that's crazy he's got 800 pounds of lean meat and no fat isn't that insane and so he's dying of starvation that's it's insane. the wildest thing i've ever seen that was so crazy like oh my gosh you get the holy grail of of survival and you go home and you go hungry home because you have too much meat and yeah. it's not filling it's ridiculous dude dude that's insane it's wild. That's crazy. Shouldn't have gone home. Shouldn't have gone home. Should have figured something out. Should have caught some fish. Yeah, it isn't fish. Is like you see the like the one guy who made a made like a lure out of uh, like a pop can. Just mm-hmm. made you know a spinner out of pop can mm-hmm. and caught a freaking big fish. Well, now everyone 
it seems like brings those gill nets and just catches fish all day. Yeah, I mean, I haven't watched the latest season. The last two I'm seasons, not on the. But... I don't know. If, yeah, it's not the latest one. It's the one before that. Okay, but yeah, I'm like a multiple bit... people brought gill nets and are just like fucking grabbing fish out the water like crazy. That I mean, in the beginning seasons, people did the gill nets, but then they like dried up. And it was like nothing's in the gill net. Oh, yeah. then it's winter. Right, right, right. That's yeah. the and issue. then like and then the fish don't work. And every once in a while, somebody like slips yeah. into the water. And it's like, oh, hypothermia. Got to go home. home. <laughs> yep. Oh, oh, that's a good show. It's a good die. show. Gotta call in. How about the guy mm-hmm. who was so skinny he had to go home? Right. Like they took him out because they like mm-hmm. he could have like really lasted. Yeah, yeah. But he was he just didn't eat enough calories and he was storing up all those fish. He's like, I gotta keep them stored up. I want to make sure I have enough. And then he's like, I'm really Should worried me. they're gonna get here and they're gonna take my blood pressure and everything. It's gonna be too low. And dude was like a rail, and they took oh him home. Oh my god. That would be the, the worst, worst to get taken yeah. out that long got, into the game when you've you got have all this food. food. At home. Yeah, that's wild. You you gotta be like, come on, let me just go eat like three of my fish. I'll be fine. Yeah, right. Like, give me one second. Th- give they me pull a second. up. I'll be like, right back. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, man. Cool, yeah. cool, cool. Well, um, I don't really have anything else today. This has been a fun one. Talk yeah. about knots, talk about fishing. Yeah, we covered a lot a of ground bit, here. Little tech talk, talk about issues. Oh, I'm interested in the new GitHub project management stuff. Oh, yeah. I think it might be like a pretty decent Jira replacement for a lot of people. For that, yeah. I don't think it's going to help me with my problems that I've expressed. No, it's not going to help you with your problems. It's going to help me, me with my problems. It'll help you with your problems. <laughs> right. But I remember being at a, uh, you know, back when I used to work yeah. and, and, being like, oh, we should use GitHub projects for our organization with GitHub issues for an internal project, and nah, and it's not, no. it's not there. So, but this will be good. Uh, it's good. It's better now. They have like uh, milestone, like really good milestone integration, so you can kind of like do like epics with it, and cool. uh, like assignment and tasks, and I think they even have estimates. Hmm. Not that that's a good thing. Yeah, right. But. You're describing all of the things that. No. Well, milestones are important. You yeah, want to be yeah. able to like say like here's launch, here's post launch. And assignments stuff. Well, the the benefit of milestones is that when the client keeps asking you for crazy things, you can say, "Yeah, let's put that in the post launch milestone, the V2." Mm, well, yep. that sounds like a V2 feature to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Is this MVP? Well, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah, it's a nice to have. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you have milestones so they can just make tickets and you can be like V2, 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 right. V2. Trick them into thinking that they'll get done at some point. Yeah. They'll get, they'll get done if they keep paying you. Yeah. They've got to keep paying you. Uh, Daniel Colborn. Multiple people like reaching out wanting, wanting work right now. Nice. Things are, things are happening over here. That's great. Yeah. Big You should read the... Um, Nathan Berry has a post, the Wealth Creation Ladder or something. Oh, I'm an S-Corp. That's a new thing. Oh, really? I'm an S-Corp. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I am one. I still don't have a bank account, but yep, uh, I am an S corp, or at least the papers. The papers have been mailed to the IRS. Yep, your tax guy be. told you to do that. Yes. Nice. I did it. I mean, worked it out last year. Like ran simulations in TurboTax, and uh, it doesn't. It didn't work out because of the self-employment deduction, tax deduction that you get, and 
Also, there's like a few things that I thought I would benefit from that S Corp uh, profit sharing little hack thing. Um, mm-hmm. But actually, it made like quite a lot of sense to just stay either an LLC or a uh, just proprietor, you know. Word. Uh, so I hope it made sense for you. I hope the you numbers that he said it. to me, the numbers that he said to me, estimating one way or the other, mm-hmm. it, was, it was like a almost a twenty thousand dollar difference. Wow, I wonder why. Um, well, part of it is like the, like the difference in uh, you can set up like a pension plan. Yeah, I think. I wonder if your guy is full of shit. Could be. Not, I'm, I'm being a jerk, but I wonder if, cause there's like, you know, if you're like, if you're a sole proprietor, your 401k contribution limit is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's like 55 grand, something mm-hmm. stupid, um, which you lose if you're a sole or if you're an S corp. Um, but then you get to do the profit sharing thing. So it ends up being kind of a wash. I don't know. I, and you lose the self-employment tax deduction and a few other things. But, like, I don't know, man. I mean, good for you. You're on the path. You already did it. So mm-hmm. I hope it, it's great. But, like, I just don't trust, like, any tax person. Yeah. Well, you know? yeah. I, I've got... I would want to see, like, show me the... Sim- like, show me with tax software mm-hmm. that I will make more money this way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't really like my accountant, honestly. Because a lot of accountants just give you blanket advice without actually doing it. the accountant I have, and it's, like, really hard to not have this accountant, honestly, if I'm being honest. Because, like, he's half... It's very complicated. Well, it's not that complicated. It just feels like it would be such a large mountain to climb to switch accountants right now. Yeah. Because he's got, like... We deferred my taxes from this last year. So, like, he's halfway through my... (laughs) You know, he's halfway through my taxes from last year. I've got like, uh, this is like a complicated texture because I have to pay like one quarter of quarterly taxes and then I don't have to pay quarterly taxes once I'm an S Corp. And then, uh, and then I've also got a quarter of W2 income mm-hmm. from the beginning of the year. And it's like, I don't know, it just seems like I just want to get through this year and get it all paid yep. and then I can like shop around and optimize next year. Yep. Yeah. There any tax stuff needs to be fixed. There needs to be. Like uh, just a website you can go online. If this exists, tell me, please, folks, where you can just get access to like world-class tax people who understand mm-hmm. tech entrepreneurs. What the internet is. Yeah, exactly. And that you can just go on and just be like, yeah, I, I don't want to be for... like, I like really don't want to be like whatever, like ageist or whatever. But there's so many different service people in the world that I want. But I want the one who's not a 70-year-old man. Yeah. And it's so hard to know until you're in their office that they are a 70-year-old man. Yeah. But it's like, I'm like, can I get like a, like a 40-year-old lady who is a lawyer? Um, could I get like a 35-year-old accountant who like knows about the internet? You know? Like, these are the things I want. Um. Just because, like, I feel like they'll know more of things from my world, you know? Yep. And they'll be less... And your accountant's like, like so, so a uh, factory worker? <laughs> uh, yeah, right. The, you working at the, the assembly line? <laughs> well, he, he knows what I do, and, like, he... <laughs> I'll just make an ages joke. But, like, you know, he's What just other like, good ages jokes are there here? Like, um, 
you know, tax related, whatever. He, uh, <laughs> he's You're like, Oh, so you, uh, do you buy your own home? What does that cost? $25,000. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, after the new deal, it's, uh, <laughs> the economy has been really, this is good content. I like off. when we do this good content. This is what the people stick around for. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, anyway, I just want like a bunch of, I just want some people who are like, not like old world people, you know, I want some people who yeah. like have some creativity who like use Slack voluntarily, you know, <laughs> like, like there must be an accountant's office that doesn't run like where they can stick me in a Slack channel with my accountant. Yeah, that's what's up. That's what I'm looking for. You know what I'm for. saying? Like, that's what I want. Where's that? Let's get like, that. I don't, I don't want to email you. I definitely don't want to upload documents through your obscure portal. Yep. You know, it's wild. Yeah, man. I'm still riding that do everything yourself wave. And I, at some point, I think it will be foolish. But, um, but like every time I get to that point where I'm like, oh, I definitely have to get an account now because I shouldn't attempt this on my own. Mm-hmm. You can just attempt it on your own. It's and then not, I feel that's good about not it the reason I have an accountant. And I'm like, okay. This the is reason it. I have an accountant is because I won't attempt it on my own. Word. It will not. It'll just not get done. Okay, gotcha. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just like. So like, right. there's like fraud and everything. You're just trying to hedge your, you know, self against. Uh, I'm just like, whatever, whatever like needs to happen. Like I need to have someone whose job it is to make sure that that happens. Because it's not going to be me that makes sure that happens. Yep. Honestly, the hardest thing, the one thing, like the probably the biggest reason I would want to get an accountant is because of using damn Gumroad and how the tax setup is so weird Did and difficult. Did you see that rally thing or whatever it's called? No. Oh, it's a really cool checkout process. I retweeted it like a couple months ago. I'd have to find it. But uh, it, um, it looks so cool. I want to say it's called rally. Um but uh, I'll f- I'll find it after the show. But it looked really fun. Hmm. <sighs> um, but it, it was like a checkout process, basically like Gumroad. But you could just kind of like stick it in random places. All right, T. Cole. Um, should we cue this outro music? 